You are listening to Best Life After Cancer, episode number 24. Welcome to Best Life After Cancer. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast where cancer survivors and caregivers can get solutions and support to overcome the life challenges brought by their cancer diagnosis. If you are ready to release your fear, regain your joy, and reduce your risk, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Butzbach. Hello, friends. I am so excited today. I have Shauna with us today. And Shauna and I actually connected on one of the triple negative breast cancer Facebook pages. I was looking for someone to do a survivor story for triple negative breast cancer, and she raised her hand. So we are just meeting for the first time today. I'm so excited. I wish you guys could see her. She's adorable. So she is going to tell you a little bit about her story, and we're going to go from there. Shauna, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Um, Okay, so I was 41 uh, at the time of my diagnosis, and I was going through a very traumatic divorce with my husband at the time. We also co-own a business together, so trying to navigate the divorce and the business side of it uh, was very difficult, and During this time when my marriage was crumbling, I was having uh, chest pains and I had gone to my doctor because it it felt like I was having a heart attack. And he said, well, I want to order a mammogram. I was only, you know, 40 at the time. And he said, let's just be safe and get you a mammogram and do all this, you know, cross all the T's. So I went and got my mammogram. They told me that I have very dense Mm -hmm. breast tissue, which I think most TNBC women have or breast cancer patients in general, but, and they ordered me to come back in six months for a follow-up because they didn't have a frame of reference, right? I had never had a mammogram. So what they were seeing, they didn't know if there was anything growing because they didn't have anything to compare it to. Lo and behold, just a few short months later, I found a lump and I was um, going to Tom Petty concert with my friend that night. And I was on the phone with her and I said, girl, I just found a lump and it's, and it's really big. And I was just, my nightgown strap had slipped off of my shoulder. And when I brought it back up, my thumb grazed the lump, which seemingly appeared overnight. So I told my friend Jen that day on the phone, I said, it's cancer. I just know it. I can feel it. And, you know, going to work and talking to my friends and telling them I found this lump. It's just, I just know it's cancer. And, and everyone, you know, made it seem like I was being overdramatic and you're way too young. I'm sure it's just a cyst. I've had tons of them. You're going to be fine. And I just knew. And so when I got the call, I was actually at work (laughs) and the nurse practitioner called me and she was actually crying on the phone. Oh, that's just what you need. Yeah. (laughs) Because her mother had died of breast cancer. And so she's telling me this on the phone as she's telling me. No, you're joking. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was, uh, definitely an interesting day, but, um, 
you know, I, I've said in our TNBC group so many times, I just blacked out, I think. I mean, everything that every doctor said to me, I just, I don't even think I heard it. Right. And it's I have shock. been told, yes. And I, all I kept saying to all of them was, just tell me where to be and when to be there. Like, let's get this thing going, you know. <laughs> when you started out, did you have evaluation of your lymph nodes? Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. It was the sentinel node biopsy. My sentinel node was positive and one other. So we went back and forth on surgery first or chemo first. Uh, I feel really blessed. I had a fabulous oncologist. I just love him. And uh you know, trusted him, just did everything he said. So we did four red devils, the AC, the okay. dreaded AC. <laughs> and then uh, 12 taxol with probably. Okay. And then I opted for a lumpectomy. Okay. I got three different opinions on that. When I was first diagnosed, not only did everybody else tell me this, but in my head, I already had it decided that I was just going to chop them off and be done with it. Right. <laughs> One of the three opinions I got on the surgery, he made reference to Angelina Jolie and the glorification of unnecessary surgery. He said, you know, now all these women have it in their heads that that's kind of the only way you get rid of the breast cancer. So I opted for the least invasive mm -hmm. procedure and which for me was thankfully a piece of cake you know the unknowns was more terrifying than at least for me than actual reality I thought that chemo was going to have me in bed every day that I wasn't going to be able to even clean my house or you know certainly not go to work or even grocery shop for myself but I worked 50 hours a week. All oh my treatment. gosh. And I kept busy. And I think for me, and we're all so different, obviously, but staying busy helped me feel normal. Yeah. And then I believe, and again, this is where I blacked out so many times <laughs> throughout treatment. I, I believe it was after surgery that they had told me lymph nodes were clear. So well, that's the good. Chemo, the chemo got them. Yes. I believe they took something like 17 or 18 lymph nodes. I just remember when they told me how many they took, I'm like, I didn't even know we had that many lymph nodes. It's actually pretty variable. So some people, yeah. you do a full lymph node dissection and you only find five or six. And some people you do a full lymph node dissection and you find 30. So it's actually quite variable from one person to the next, how many are there. Have you had any problems with lymphedema with that number of nodes removed? No. Nobody had told me about not using that arm for other blood work and whatnot. So this whole time, you know, my cancer was on the right side and this whole time I'm right-handed. I don't know if it's just automatic, but every time I get blood work done or anything that I just hand over my right arm. And then I read in our groups yeah. that you're not supposed to do that. So it, it is actually preferred that you not use that side for blood pressures and blood draws. 
And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't get a whole lot of teaching on is you actually have to be careful with that side in terms of injuries as well. So you want to be using good oven mitts when you're reaching into the oven. You don't want to be doing the, you know, dish towel in the oven. And gardening gloves are two of the things that is recommended. So when you're gardening, because if you get stuck with thorns and dirt ground into it, that can actually trigger it. Interesting. Yeah, well, right. Thank you for that. Yeah, advice. isn't that Nobody great? You learned me. something today. Yes. <laughs> so, I love it. When you started out, we actually talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but when you started out, you had that initial biopsy and then they told you what this was. And tell me a little bit about what your thoughts were when you realized that this was a triple negative breast cancer. Of course, I Googled just like everybody else did when I was first diagnosed. And I mean, yeah, it's, it reads like a death sentence when right. you, you know, crushing Dr. You Google, that, you know, I mean, it's crushing when you get that information because everybody is yeah. like oh, breast cancer, pretty curable in this day and age. Yep. And then yep, you, I got a lot of that. Yeah. And then you, you realize, and you're like, oh crap, this is not the pretty pink ribbon, easy walk in the park breast cancer. Right. I remember my oncologist saying, be prepared for this to kind of take over the next year, year and a half of your life. And prior to that, I hadn't really cried. I was in this super strong, I I got this, you know, mode. And when he told me that my sister and my best friend were in the room with me, and I just like, that made me cry. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if it was because it was TNBC and he was explaining TNBC and all the scary stuff that comes along with it. I guess it was, you know, maybe becoming real at that point. Yeah. It was after my diagnosis, definitely, but I can't remember if I had started chemo yet or not, but I had this uh, moment. I was sleeping and I woke up out of a dead sleep. I don't know if I was having a dream or what, but I woke up, I sat up, I shot up, I should say, out of bed in in the middle of the night. And I said out loud, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And like, I just sat there thinking that was it, right? Like this is it. I'm going to have to go through all this chemo and do all this stuff and I'm still going to die. But that's of course when I was still consulting Dr. Google (laughs) way too much. (laughs) That's another thing I would tell people. Dr. Google is not your friend. You You get so desperate, right? You're awake in the middle of the night and you have all this fear of the unknown and you just start Googling all this stuff because you're so impatient. You want all the answers right then. And it really is a hindrance way more than it is an, than it's a help. It does add more, more challenge than it adds help. You know, I yeah. think sometimes it's good to just take things one step at a time and get through, you know, just focusing on one round of chemo, not looking yes. at the whole six months of chemo, focusing on one round of chemo. Okay. I got that one done. Okay. Now let's focus on the next yes. round of chemo. But I think it's so common in the triple negative people to have a moment where you're like, oh my God, this isn't the pretty breast cancer that I see in the commercials. This is like some evil bitch who's coming to kill me. So many patients have this view that 
you know, oh, breast cancer isn't that hard. It's some surgery and some hormonal therapy and a bit of radiation, and then you're done. And then there's this whole other group where it's not the same beast and it's super scary. And I think as we all know in the group, it all of a sudden everybody that you know is also a doctor and a dietitian and they know everything, right? And oh, this is, you should eat like this or you should not do this or more of that. And and I just finally, you know, I got to a point where I had to tell several people in my life, just stop. Right. Stop advising me. I don't care that your mother's sister's cousin survived, you know, stage zero breast cancer 25 years ago. And, and now she's a vegan or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, it's not my story. It's not my body. It's not my life. And I have to do what I have to do to power through this. Right. You know, and you've got to trust your team because everybody is trying to compare their family members, DCIS to your triple yep. negative breast cancer. And they're like, why are you getting so much chemo? And you've got to just yep. take a step back and be like, look, I trust my team yep. and yep. I'm going to do what they say. And I'm going to power through this. Yes. I had a lot of people warning me about chemo causes cancer. You shouldn't get chemo. And I would always say to them, then what should I do? Just lay down and die? Just ignore all the doctors because chemo is going to cause cancer? I already have cancer. So, (laughs) Uh, and same with radiation. Radiation causes cancer. And, you know, it's like, well. In about one in a thousand people, 10 to 20 years down the road, yes. But you've got to get to 10 to 20 years. Right. to develop a second cancer from treatment. You're three years out, you said, right? Well, three years out from diagnosis, right. but yeah. yeah. Yes, I two finished treatment uh, June of 2018. Yeah, two yeah. and a half years. With triple negatives, if you're going to recur, the recurrence comes a lot sooner. So you're almost at the point where your risk really goes down. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword because it comes back quickly, but yet you have so much less time. You have to wait to have a be- a little bit better assurance that you're that you're good. Uh, and, you know, hopefully in the clear forever. Yes, right for sure. <laughs> and I've had, you know, a couple of I guess scares, which we all know the TNBC community. No, I mean, everything's a scare, right? You wake up with an ache somewhere and you're like, Oh, more cancer, you know? So at least I do. But, um, so I was having very sharp pains in my head for a while. This was about a year ago. And my oncologist ordered a brain MRI just to be sure. And it was clear. And, um, I do mammograms and MRIs because of the dense breast tissue. And I had an MRI in July of 2019 that showed a new mass. It was BIRADS category four. My oncologist looked like he was about to start crying. Like he couldn't believe it. He just said, get ready for surgery and, you know, more radiation. And it came back. There's nothing. So such a blessing. And I was completely convinced, oh, here it is. A year later, it's back, just like they said. And and it wasn't. But it's very hard not to think that every ache and pain and symptom is cancer. Absolutely. And, you know, there's some fine line to walk between worrying constantly 
and sticking your head in the sand because neither is the best option. You know, completely ignoring all your symptoms is clearly not the best option, but also living in daily fear is not your best option because it really does take away the quality of life that you have currently. And I tell people all the time, you know, whether you have three years or 53 years, do you want to waste any of them just constantly worrying? You know, because no matter how much time you have, you don't want to give up any of it. One of Uh the things I think is also interesting is that genetic testing has been just approved in the last couple of years for all patients with triple negative breast cancer, Uh because there's some data that there's higher risk of genetic mutations with triple Uh negative cancers. Did they do genetic testing? They did. uh, They did. That was one of the first appointments that I had and uh, my panel came back uh, her words beautiful so she said you know it's it's a great thing that you're you're negative and that everything all the other markers look beautiful but it's also you know kind of a bummer because you don't get an explanation for why you got this I think it increases the curiosity whether that is related to stress One of the things you mentioned is that you had had a lot of stress before all of this. And it's interesting because that's something that I think is not really clear yet in triple negative breast cancer. And I do hear this story so frequently that people had some horrific trauma in the year prior to diagnosis. And it's not proven, but I do wonder whether this is going to have something to do with it down the road, you know? Yes. For me, I personally believe that that is why I ended up with TNBC. Um, Pretty much all of my oncologists also eluded to that. And I was a very, still am, but very active person. I've, my diet is great. You know, I mean, I just didn't have my, I had a very healthy lifestyle and it feels like such a betrayal when you do eat what you're supposed to eat and exercise and live the way you're supposed to live. And this still happens. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of women in our groups that, you know, they go to a vegan diet. I tried doing all of that in the beginning and I was miserable. It was, I was so obsessed over reading labels of everything and it was just creeping in on my happiness. I am not convinced that a vegan diet makes a huge amount of difference. You know, one of the things I do tell people is the hormones in meat and milk may make a difference, but I think that's probably more likely true in hormone positive breast cancers than in triple negative breast cancers. So I, you know, there is not a whole lot that I push in my triple negative people. One of the things I do say is the limiting alcohol, I think is probably important in that group Mm -hmm. because it's, it's been shown to be true across all groups of breast cancer patients, not just the hormone positive, not just the, the triple negatives. So that is something I, I do actually tell people they probably should think about. Uh, but I do, I limit meat. I limit dairy. I mean, I limit sugar, white carbs, you know, but I've been doing that for 25 years. So 
I do think that it's a balancing act because you want Uh to do what makes you happy. Uh Because why go through all of this? If uh-huh. you're going to then go to on a diet that makes you miserable, it just, then you're missing the point of all of this. Exactly. I don't know when the shift happened, but I just realized I have, I didn't go through, like you said, all of that to now, you know, not With have steak and a glass of red wine on my birthday, you know? <laughs> For sure. I have one question about your diagnosis. Did you go to the Tom Petty concert? I did. <laughs> well, good for you. I did. And you I know, <laughs> you can't, you can't let a, you know, a bump in the road, like finding a breast mask, keep you from Tom Petty. I know. Right. <laughs> well, and then he died, I think two weeks after I saw him in concert. And then, you know, by then I already knew that I had cancer and I'm like, see, <laughs> it was bad for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> So the loaded question that I always ask people at the end is if you could give up the cancer, but you had to give up all the knowledge and all the growth and all of everything that came along with it, would you go back and undo all of it? Or would you keep this experience? I would without a doubt, keep this experience, the positives, Uh, far outweigh the negatives for me. I've learned not only a lot about myself, but I, you know, I I learned a lot about people in my life too and who the true ones were. And, and, you know, that's, um, it's hard to go through at the time, but reflecting back on it, it's been an insane learning experience, but mostly good. I think it's so amazing how many people actually get to that point. You know, I think that's one of the other silver linings is it just, it's one of the things I love about being an oncologist is it really makes me know that every day that I'm here and my family's here and we're all well and we're all healthy is really, really a good day. Yes. For me, I had to figure out how to stop uh, sweating the small stuff. And I did that. I, everything in my life had to be in perfect order and I had to have complete control over every little thing. And I had to be the most responsible person all the time. And, and now (laughs) I don't let a lot of that stuff get to me anymore. feels much better. For sure. Well, it was so nice chatting with you today. Thank you so much for being with us. And I know that your story is going to uplift a lot of women with triple negative breast cancer. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Best Life After Cancer. Did you know you can get more information on my website, bestlifeaftercancer.com? There is also a Facebook page, Best Life After Cancer MD, where there is a group just for survivors. Here you are able to interact with me, ask questions, and get more help. I'd love to see you there. Have a great week, and I'll speak with you soon.